This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to Tipping Point. I'm Jimmy Evans. On today's program, I'm talking about 12 promises that God gives us in five verses in the Bible of what He will do for us if we bless Israel. And that's a very important issue. And I want to say, first of all, we do have a couple of marriage conferences coming up I want you to know about this coming weekend. And this is uh, February 18th and 19th. We'll be at Grace Church in Houston with our friends, uh, Pastor Garrett and Andrea Booth, uh, both Friday, all day Friday and also Saturday. This is a premier event. We're bringing all of our top speakers to this event. Also, we'll be in Kansas City on March 4th and 5th. Now, go on xomarriage.com forward slash conferences to sign up. It's going to be a great opportunity in Houston, also in Kansas City, to get a, a tune-up for your marriage. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you, you know, don't know if you're going to make it or not. God does miracles at every marriage conference that we do. He really does. Even if you just need a tune-up, it's very important in the world that we live in, in the day that we live in, to work on your marriage and invest in your marriage. We have two conferences coming up, plus at Fellowship Church coming up, this is coming up real quick, on February the 27th and March 13th, I'm speaking at Fellowship Church, Grapevine, Texas, Pastor Ed Young, Ed and Lisa Young. We're doing an end time series called When the Levee Breaks, talking about just the, the times we're living in and how to deal with these times. And so I'll be there. Uh, Pastor Ed will be speaking on February 20th and March 6th in that series. I'll be speaking February 27th and March 13th. So if you live in the Dallas area, if you're gonna be in the Dallas area, Fellowship Church is right out of the north exit there at the DFW Airport. It's so easy to get to. So I hope that you'll be able to be a part of that uh, with me. Now, the God created a nation. Uh, the only nation that God ever created was the nation of Israel. And in Genesis chapter 12, God called a man named Abram. God would later change his name to Abraham. And he called him to start a new spiritual race and a new genetic race. And God said this to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. The Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, that's a very powerful text of scripture because God says there, uh, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. Now, there has never been a nation in the history of the world that has prospered that mistreated Israel, beginning with Egypt. Uh, the Egyptians uh, oppressed the, the Jews for hundreds of years. They're now, you know, a struggling nation. Uh, Babylon doesn't exist anymore. The Roman Empire doesn't exist anymore. Germany is a shell of what they were during World War II when they killed six million. The Nazis killed six million uh, Jews. The Soviet Union that oppressed the Jews for you know decades, they're, they don't exist anymore. Russia is left a shell of the former Soviet Union. And this is true of individuals as well. And as a sign of the times that we're living in, anti-Semitism is rising all around the world and in the United States and on college campuses all over the United States. The, uh, the religious persecution against the Jews has increased dramatically. 
just in the last few years. And so remember, the final scene in human history is when uh, the nations of the earth come against Jerusalem. So we know that at the end of the of human history of this age, there's going to be an international uprising against the Jews. We see the beginnings of that already in the United Nations and somewhat even in the United States with our policies toward Israel. And so the concept of blessing Israel, God says, I'll bless those who bless you, I'll curse them who curses you. What does it mean when God says, I'll bless? It means the supernatural favor and assistance of God. Okay. Uh, I want the super, I want God to favor me and I want him to assist me. In other words, it's supernatural. What does it mean for God to curse us? It means the supernatural disfavor and opposition of God. Okay, James 4, 6, God says this. He gives more grace, therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Okay, he resists one person, but he gives the other person grace. This is cursing. And this is blessing. So understand the word resist there, by the way, is the Greek word antitasso. It means to set yourself in battle formation against. When you're walking in pride, even though God loves us, I mean, we're on our way to heaven, but God resists that. He won't, he won't bless that. But when we're walking in humility, God, God blesses that. So one is the supernatural opposition. The other is the supernatural uh, help and, and favor of God, the assistance of God. So why does God associate blessing and cursing with how we treat Israel and the Jewish people and no other nations. Now, I believe that God blesses us when we bless anybody. I mean, I don't think it's just true for the nation of Israel. I think we ought to treat all people well, including the Palestinians, including Arabs, including Muslims, including, uh, you know, the, every person that disagrees with her, us, people of opposite uh, religions or political parties or whatever. I think we ought to treat people the way Jesus would treat people. But there's a special blessing, okay? I'm about to read you five verses in the Bible with 12 promises that are phenomenal. Every person wants these promises to come true in their lives. And so why does God associate blessing with the Jewish people? Because Israel's the only nation that God ever created. Okay, the existence of Israel proves the existence of God. I was in the Egyptian museum in Cairo, Egypt, probably about 10 years ago, and I had a Muslim woman who was my tour guide. And she took me to, she said, this is Joseph's area of the museum. And I said, Joseph? And she said, yeah, this is, this is Joseph's Pharaoh. These are all of the artifacts from Joseph's Pharaoh. And I said, you believe in Joseph? She said, well, of course I do, that's our history. And I said, you believe that the Jews lived in Egypt? She said, yeah, they lived down in the Delta, the best part of Egypt. And I said, really? And I mean, it, it just surprised me. I don't know why it surprised me, it just surprised me. But listen, if there was a Joseph, there was an Isaac. There was a Jacob. If there was a Jacob, there was an Isaac. If there was an Isaac, there was an Abraham. Okay, if there's an Abraham, there's God. Israel is a nation that is there because of God and every Jew knows their history. That's where they came from. It's the, and it's the nation that God has used to bless the entire world. God says, in you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Well, is that true? Well, the most important man in human history came through the Jewish race, Jesus Christ. He's fully God, but he's fully man. The most important man came uh, through the Jews. The most important book in the history of the world, the Bible, came through the Jews. Every word of the Bible is written by a Jew. 
the church, the most important organization in the history of the world, the church, came through the Jews. On the day of Pentecost, when the church was birthed, it was 100% Jewish. And so we, God, God used Israel. God loves the Jews. A Jew has to receive Christ as their Messiah to be saved. But they're special by covenant. God made a covenant with Abraham, an everlasting covenant. That means it's a physical covenant for the people and for the land of Israel. And whoever blesses Israel, world history shows you they're blessed. Whoever curses Israel, they're cursed. And by the way, the way that we treat Jewish people, it really does show the inner nature, nature uh, our, our inner nature of our relationship with God because Jesus is a Jew. His mother, Mary, is a Jew. The apostles, they were all Jewish people. So we need to really be careful about our attitude toward the Jewish people. So let me, let me talk to you about the 12 promises uh, that God gives for blessing Israel. And this is a text in Isaiah 58. Now, let me give you the background of this text. And by the way, in this text, it's the Jews abusing the Jews, okay? It's not the non-Jews, it's the Jews that are ab abusing their own people. And they're, they're fasting, they're, they're seeking God because they're not blessed, okay? God is not blessing them. Uh, he's against them. Uh, he loves them, but he's against them because of the way that they're treating the Jewish people. And so here's what it says, uh, Isaiah 58. Why have we fasted? They're asking God a question. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, in the day that you fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your labors. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast, an acceptable day to the Lord? Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? and that you bring into your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Now here are the promises, listen to these verses. Then your light shall break forth like morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations and you shall be called the repairs of the breach, the restorers of streets, to dwell in. Now those are those 12 promises there, and I'm going to go through those in detail here in just a minute. But let me go back through the eight issues there. God, remember, God says, I want you to stop doing these things. I want you to do these things. If, if you're fasting and I'm not answering, you're, you're afflicting your soul and I'm not paying any attention. And you're asking me the question, why are we doing all these things? And, and you don't notice. And, and God says, it's because of the way that you're treating the Jewish people, your own people. It's, it's the way you're treating them. And if you would stop it, and here are the things that God says, eight things that God says that he wants them to do or not do. He says to loose the bonds of wickedness, okay? It, the, the bondage that, that they have put on their own people, to undo the heavy burdens. They're, they're like the Egyptians did 
when they uh, put them in slavery and made them carry heavy burdens. Now the Jewish people are doing it to their own people. In other words, making your employees work too hard, making, putting a burden on people that is too great for them to bear. Number three, to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. Stop oppressing people. Okay, this oppression is going on in the world right now. Human trafficking is all over the world. To share your bread with the hungry. Okay, you, you see people are hungry, you share your bread. You bring to your house the poor who are cast out. Number six, when you see the naked, that you cover him. Number seven, and not hide yourself from your own flesh, the Jews. Number eight, and this is a big one, to stop pointing fingers and speaking wickedness. God says, I want you to stop pointing your finger and speaking wickedness. See, this is, this is what people do to the Jews all the time, is you know the, the, the names that they call them, the things that they say about them. Pointing your finger and speaking wickedness, God says, I want you to do the right thing to the Jewish people, and I want you to stop oppressing them. And here's another way to say this. You cannot disassociate the way you treat people from your relationship with God. Okay, God takes very seriously the way we treat other people and a special blessing for us when we bless the Jews. Now, this is Matthew 25. In Matthew 24, they came to Jesus on the Mount of Olives and they said, Lord, when, when's the end going to come? And he gives a very detailed answer in Matthew 24. Then in Matthew 25, it's all a contiguous text. Matthew 24 and Matthew 25. In Matthew 25, he's talking about when he returns, how he's going to judge us. And so this is Matthew 25. This is the sheep and goat story. This is a true story. This is not a parable. Okay, here's what Jesus said. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. And the nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates his sheep from his goats. And He will set the sheep on His right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the King will say to those on His right hand, Come, you blessed of my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, as much as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, and that's an important area there, my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you did not take me in. Naked, you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, you did not visit me. They will also answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into everlasting life. So I believe that when he says, when you didn't do it to the least of these, my brethren, when you did it to the least of these, my brethren, I believe that all, that could be talking about Christians. Also talking about also Jews, okay? When you, when you saw them hurting and suffering and you did, you helped you help them, you gave them money, you blessed them, you fed them, you, you visited them. When, when you saw these people hurting and you blessed them, uh, God says, you did it to me. Jesus said, it was like you did it to me. I take personally the way you treat people. That's what he's saying. At 29 years old, I inherited a church with 900 people. We were broke. We didn't have any money. 
And the Lord came to me and he gave me this scripture and he told me to start a mercy ministry. We didn't have any money. We had to borrow $50,000 from the bank and, and we had to give personal guarantees to get the money because we didn't have any money. We borrowed $50,000 to start a mercy ministry where we gave food and clothing, financial assistance, all, all types of help to indigent people. And we didn't know if anybody would come. We went to the most indigent area of our city and we found a building that was a casket company before we took it over. And we set up this, this ministry there and we opened the doors, they beat the doors down. We have given away since that time, this is 40 years later, millions and millions and millions of pounds of food and clothing, ship things all over the world, help people financially, all different kinds of things like that. The week that we opened, it's called Bethesda Outreach Center. The week we opened that building, we got our first $10,000 gift at the church. We had never had a $10,000 gift. And from that day forward, we had enough money. We were in a building that we, we, we were illegal in the building. The fire marshal threatened us every week he was going to move us out uh, because we, uh, we were in there illegally. Someone had remodeled the building before we got in there and didn't have a building permit. And every week we had a, the church was growing, uh, multiple services. We were landlocked in a little area. From that day forward, the Lord blessed us financially and we had enough money to be able to buy land and build a building and move. Uh, and the church grew to a church of over 10,000 people from that point. And it started in Isaiah 58. And the Lord, I was desperate. I mean, I was just, I was at my wit's end. I didn't know what to do. And the Lord just came to me and said, if you want me to, see what I was saying to the Lord is, Lord, we need money to go over here and build a building and to solve our problems as a church. And what the Lord said to me is, I have hurting children. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Um, I know what you want, Jimmy, but you want to know what I want? I want you to take care of my hurting children. I, I was shocked when we opened Bethesda Outreach Center of the people who had no clothes. They didn't have a coat. They didn't have gloves. They didn't have any bedding. They didn't have jackets. I was shocked at how many people. I just thought the government was taking care of people. You know, people had some way to get help. Those people came and are still coming, um, came and they were so grateful. And I, I, by the way, and I told the people of our church, I said, I want you to donate clothing, but don't, don't donate your old rags. If you won't wear it, don't donate it. And our congregation gave so many clothes to us to give away. I had to tell them to stop bringing clothes. It, it overwhelmed the, all the ladies that were getting all the clothes processed. And our, our mission, by the way, was to dignify the poor, is to help those poor people know how precious they were to God. I'm saying to you, there are 12 promises. I'm about to go through all 12 promises individually. 12 promises that God gives us. I think they're true for anybody that we help, anybody that we give money to, anybody that we help with food or clothing or visit or reach out to, especially the Jewish people. We have to be very mindful of how we treat the Jewish people. So let me go through the 12 promises here um, and, and individually. Now, this is when God says, then, okay, here are the things I want you to not do and to do the eight things God says, then 
your light will break forth like the morning. Breakthrough on all levels. It means God advertises for you. God, God gives you supernatural favor as a church. We were landlocked in that building and the money started coming in for us to be able to buy land and move and all that. But the other thing that happened is we saw supernatural growth in the church. Our light broke forth like the morning. It also means revelation. It means God's going to give you revelation. You're not going to be walking in darkness any longer. Number two promise, your healing shall spring forth speedily. Healing on all levels. I know some of you are looking for healing. You know, you want God to heal you. I'm just saying God promises if we will help hurting people that he says your healing will spring forth speedily. Number three, your righteousness shall go before you. It means favor with God and man. Your righteousness God's going to give you favor wherever you go. It's going to go before you. People are going to know who you are before you get there. Uh, number four, the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. It means God is watching your back. It means God's got you. Okay, you're out, you're out here helping God's hurting children. God's got you. He's going to protect you. He's going to protect your life. He's going to protect uh, what you have. Number five, then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, here I am. This, this was the complaint of Israel. They were saying, why are we praying and you're not answering? I know some of you have that question right now. I'm, Lord, I've been, I've been praying. You're not answering my prayers. You know, I'm fasting. I'm praying. I'm seeking you. You're not answering my prayers. And God says, when, when you stop oppressing people and you start helping the people that I love, the most vulnerable in society, the Jewish people, when, when, you, when you, and it's by the way, it says to the Jew first. I think our first acknowledgement should be, to the blessing of God if we'll bless the Jewish people. Not just because we get something, because those people are precious to God. But everyone, everyone, it, God says, then you're going to uh, pray and I'm going to answer. I prayed my guts out concerning the church that I pastored and all the problems that we had. And we didn't have money. We had a lot of problems and not much money. When I began, to, when I obeyed God, and started Bethesda Outreach Center, and we began to help the indigent people in our community. Every prayer that I prayed came true. I mean, it was it was absolutely amazing. Number six, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness will be as noonday. Clarity in the midst of confusion. You've got questions. You've got some confusion going on in your life. God says your your light will dawn in darkness. Your darkness will be like the new day. No more darkness. Okay. Number seven, the Lord will guide you continually, supernatural direction from God. The Lord will guide you. It just means what, whatever you're doing, when you're helping the Jews and when you're helping vulnerable people, the Lord says, I'm going to guide you. I'm going to supernaturally direct you. It means wherever you're going, God's with you. And if you need to make a turn, God's going to tell you to turn. If you need to stop, God's going to tell you to stop. He's, he's going to be watching out for you. Number eight, he will satisfy your soul and drought. It means supernatural provision in the midst of drought and difficulty. Physical drought, uh, emotional drought, relational drought, financial drought, whatever that drought is, God is going to supernaturally satisfy you. Number nine, strengthen your bones. God's going to give you strength for the journey. He's going to give you supernatural vigor, strength and power. Number 10, you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water who waters do not fail. Fruitfulness and abundance. God's just going to give you an abundance, like a watered garden, like a spring of, of water whose waters don't fail. What a, what a phenomenal promise. Number 11, those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundation of many generations. This is the generational blessing of God. 
It means you're those from among you. And it means our family. It also means our church, the people around us. God is going to use us to restore generations. And by the way, in our marriage ministry, uh, what we do at XL Marriage, that's what we do. We're, we're going in of generations, in many cases, of failed marriages and families. And we're helping to restore that. Number 12, you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in, a legacy of righteousness. In other words, what is your life about? What, what are you going to be known for? You know, because different people are known for different things. A legacy of righteousness. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. Your life is going to be very meaningful and very important. So those are the 12 promises. I, I want those promises in my life. I've experienced those promises in my life. Uh, and Karen and I, my wife and I, have been helping Israel for decades. Uh, we give there are several Israel ministries that we give to. Uh, we have been to Israel. We are especially, uh, you know, careful in how we help and support the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. And so I know every person watching this right now, you want that blessing. It's yours. Genesis chapter 12 in verse 3, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. In the midst of a world that is rejecting Israel, cursing Israel, um, and turning their back on Israel, and in the midst of such a vicious world, uh, an unloving world, we need to remember how we treat people. And remember, you can't disassociate your, the way you treat people, the way you treat Israel from your relationship with God. I want God to bless me. I want Him to bless everything that I do. Twelve incredible promises every person can claim if you just do what it says there in Isaiah 58. And I hope that this has been a blessing to you today. If you're not a subscriber to endtimes.com, I encourage you right now, go to endtimes.com, become a subscriber. I'm gonna, we're going to go now to the subscriber-only portion of the program, and I'm talking about a massive drill that Israel conducted with the United States uh, military, preparing to bomb Iran, and the Ukraine is now asking, Russia's on the Ukrainian border, I mean, all the tension with Russia anyway, the Gog and Magog war, all that stuff, and now the Ukraine, uh, being stared down by Russia, is reaching out to Israel for help. I'm going to talk about the implications of that, and I'm answering questions. To get the subscriber-only portion, go to endtimes.com. It's $7 a month, $77 a year. We would love to have you become a subscriber. For those of you who are subscribers, you need to go to endtimes.com. You can't watch the subscriber portion only on YouTube. You need to go to endtimes.com, and you can watch it there, or you can respond to the email that we sent you where we send you uh, this episode. So stay tuned if you're a subscriber. 